Welcome to the Bears, Birds, and Brews podcast. This is a show about the Chicago Bears, the Atlanta Falcons, and beer. My name is Asif Lakani, and my co-host is... Nabil Lalani. Our producer is... Nader Wazir. And on today's episode, we have a special guest, Mr. Amrit Bobnani. Let's just go with Amrit B. Amrit B. Thanks for having me. There you go. Thank you. Thank (laughs) you for being here. Um, So we've got Amrit here, Amrit here. To talk about uh, Super Bowl 53, he's on the host committee, and he's been doing a lot of cool stuff to get the city of Atlanta ready for the Super Bowl, which is in how many days? Uh, my phone tells me every day. So till the game, we are officially inside of three weeks. We have 20 days until Super Bowl 53. There you go. Less than three weeks away. And we are four teams. We're down to four teams in the playoffs. So this is going to be really exciting. Um, I can feel the anticipation building in the also, city. Can I just say the Chargers let all of us down? Like, <laughs> and, and well, well, we'll get to that. And the Colts also for me. But yeah, yeah we're like the kiss of death. Yeah, basically. There you go. And then on today's episode, we're drinking. Speaking of kiss of death. Yeah, uh, we're drinking <laughs> Molly's Lips from the Molly's Lips Black Goes from uh, Bromir Brewery. And uh, is this an Asheville also? Yes, this is another Asheville beer. So two episodes, two Asheville beers. And uh, cheers, guys. Uh, cheers. Thank you for Cheers. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. That's dark. That's, um, that's interesting. <laughs> so j- just by looking at it, it w- when you're pouring it, it looks like a stout. Yeah. It's just a dark, it's a dark beer. Um, by the looks of everyone's face, it looks like it's pretty sour, huh? Yeah, th- there is a, like, a sourness to it, but huh. I don't know what you classify that. I'd say well, so that it says black goes with orange blossom. I can't tell you that I taste that, but um, yeah, definitely a little bit of a sour hint on the on the on the palate after the swallow. A- anyone getting prune out of it? Uh, I don't know, man. I think on the can it says that there are hints of sea salt. Orange blossom and coriander. So that might be where you're getting. Uh, uh, maybe. Let's go with the coriander. I can taste that, of yeah. course. <laughs> I hope I hope y'all get to share the uh, the can as well. This is kind of a, a unique can. I don't know what you describe this female on here as, but Molly. It's Molly. Molly. Yeah. Molly. Oh, that makes sense. That's Molly's lips. That's fair. Yeah. There you go. Um, so the this artwork one, is really nice. Yeah. Can, for sure. But so, th- this is like the most unique goes I've ever had in my life. Because normally with those, they're you know, more sour up front, but this is like more of a sour aftertaste to me, at least. Yeah. Um, and it's not like the saltiness I normally get in goes. It's, I don't know, this is just different. If I didn't know this was beer, when I, just by <laughs> looking at it, I would think it's coffee. It's that dark. It's that black. Yeah. It does have that color. Um, so this one, I'll say, too, I didn't pick this up from the brewery. We stopped at a gas station outside of Asheville to fill up gas on the way back home. And there's a couple beers in the fridge, and I went with this one because of the can. It just looked like the coolest one, you know? All right. So now we know Asif will judge a book by its cover. Only a beer can by its cover. But (laughs) I read the can, so, yeah, I guess it's technically like a book, right? I think you should read the can. I just did. You should share this. There you go. Yeah, go for it. You're going to – okay, all right. Just like in elementary school. Yes, Amber. All right. (laughs) (laughs) This is how you know when you're not paying attention, right? Uh, 
Molly's lips, her namesake begins, she'd take me anywhere. One sip of this dark lyrical beauty will not only take you, she will intrigue and tease you so deliciously you will fall deeply in love by the second sip. Black malts, smoked English sea salts, and a hint of orange blossom reveal an unexpected harmony in this unique twist on the traditional ghost. Floral and roasty, refreshing and smoky, there is no other way you'd rather kiss Molly's lips. I mean, bro, do you do ads for a living? Yeah, that's a very, What's going on over here? Very seductive reading at the end. It's Molly's lips as you stare at her. Like I said, I hope you guys share the, uh, the can artwork because um, you're right. Had I seen this at the gas station, I probably would have picked it up too. Right. All right. Well, speaking of sharing, how about you share what's going on at, for the Super Bowl? Like the entire football season has led to this point. <laughs> And we need to know what's going on. So how about you share about the Super Bowl, bro? Aside from my Falcons not being in it and uh, (laughs) potentially two teams that I do despise being the ones that are probably favored to play in it. um, Yeah, no, there's a small event, tiny little thing going on in our backyard. Yeah, Uh, I've been uh, privileged to have attended the last uh, four Super Bowls. So started in Phoenix, then went to... uh, it was, uh, Super Bowl 50 was in San Fran, uh, then Houston, where, of course, there was my 28-3 to 3 demise we won't speak of. Moment of silence, uh, everybody. <laughs> we should uh, pour out some of Molly's lips for that one. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, and then last year uh, in, in, in Minneapolis, so uh, having it come right back full center, full circle and come uh, to the center uh, of Atlanta and be here in, in 20 days, I have dug in, but um, as, as, as you mentioned, Asif, I'm uh, privileged to be a, a liaison, a part of the uh, uh, Atlanta host committee, essentially a, a group of ambassadors for uh, all the visitors that'll be coming. So looking forward to it. Um, they have a slew of things planned. There's a slew of things that the NFL obviously has planned, um, whether it be events, appearances, concerts, all kinds of things that are shaping up. But um, but yeah, I, I, I can tell you, you know, firsthand, it's it's right now. You can see it by the by the bags underneath my eyes that that we are we are here. Super Bowl has descended upon us and descended upon the city, and you kind of see that as you as you go downtown. But yeah, I'd be happy to talk about some of the events going on and some of the responsibilities of myself and some of the other folks that are um, kind of involved in front and center of of what's happening here. And people come from obviously across the across the globe. It's a uh, it's the biggest sporting event. Excuse me, I should clarify that the biggest annual sporting event that is held. Olympics go. is the only thing that's bigger that's held every four years. So. Nah, yeah. Super Bowl still bigger. I think yeah, <laughs> same. Um, what should we look for? Let's I guess let's start off with. Uh, the extravagant events, and then work our way down to what's free in the city. So, um, you know, if you if anyone does have a couple of grand laying around, burning a hole in their pocket, <laughs> you could smoke a cigar with Ditka. And they, and I they was were... about to cash in my four hundred one k. I think we should file a, a media credential for that event. Uh, can you can you help us out with that? Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the Ditka cigar thing is just one of many. Uh, so I'll just I'll just take a step back real quick. So. Uh, essentially, the Atlanta Host Committee uh, is is the liaison between the city of Atlanta. Uh, so, what happens with the Metro Atlanta Chamber? What happens going on with the mayor's office? And then, of course, as the Super Bowl changes and descends on each city, um, the NFL has a part. So, uh, the Atlanta Host Committee actually was formed last year. Uh, there was another small event in our backyard. Uh, Georgia played Alabama in the national championship game in January last year. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you that may remember, that day was 19 degrees at the beginning of January. We are hoping, with fingers crossed, that we don't have to endure that same thing. But the last time Atlanta hosted a Super Bowl was in 2000, so it's been just about 20 years. And even during that time, weather didn't cooperate. Uh, so it was a snowstorm, blizzard. I'm sure many of you all probably remember that. Um, 
But in a sense, uh, yeah, so the host committee serves as that liaison. So we are actually helping uh, train 10,000 volunteers that will be kind of front and center for the city, being those ambassadors at the airport, being those ambassadors to the teams at the hotel, um, being those ambassadors at Super Bowl Live, which is a free event that will be going on um, starting at the week prior, so beginning on the 25th of January, and going all the way through um, the Super Bowl on February 3rd. Uh, so essentially there's a slew of official events. The Georgia World Congress Center will be hosting the FanFest experience that will be going on. Um, folks can buy tickets to that. I highly encourage you to go there. There you can get a picture with the Vince Lombardi Trophy, slew of autographs, um, you know, all those kinds of games, FanFest that's normally around, but it's the Super Bowl, so on a bigger scale. Um, so we kind of handle a lot of the, uh, you know, the roles that are being placed there for the volunteers. If you are in any way familiar with Atlanta, Atlanta is a city that's built on hospitality, mm-hmm. absolutely one of kind of our tenets. So... Um, we're training kind of the, the volunteers that will be front and center there to, you know, place the city in the best light, put our best foot forward, be that, you know, happy, smiling, hello, y'all face and, yeah. and welcome folks down to the capital city of the South. And, uh, yeah, you get this wonderful garb that I'm demonstrating here, this slew of uh, of uh, of clothing here. Again, we don't know whether it's going to be 19 degrees or not, so we got a jacket, a hat, a beanie, and all those things. So folks wearing, uh, you know, the, the red and gray of Team ATL is what it's being called. Um, yeah, they're official, re- really representatives of the city, and um, they'll be kind of situated all throughout. Um, another thing I can I can kind of speak to is, uh, you know, having attended some of the other uh, Super Bowls in, in years past, what's very unique to Atlanta is certainly um, – our civil rights past in history. So there's a slew of different, um, I guess, uh, outreach and community engagement that the NFL has also uh, sponsored and elected to help because when a Super Bowl descends on a city, really, uh, it really just kind of comes full-fledged. And, you know, with the Olympics here, we got Centennial Olympic Park that was left as kind of a legacy. Um, But really, the Super Bowl and the Atlanta Host Committee want to leave a lasting legacy for the city of Atlanta um, going forward. So things like... um, uh, there's there's a series of 30 murals that you may see going up. One of them uh, I just saw was finished at the um, at the Georgia State uh, Marta Station. There, some a slew of different um, artists will be involved in that. Um, trees Atlanta, a, a very big nonprofit, has been planting um, several million trees over the last month. Um, just a slew of different kind of kind of community outreach things like that uh, that the host committee is is happy to be a part of and and kind of leaves a you know, uh, a little bit longer than the, excuse me, than the week that the Super Bowl will be here. So, and in re- reference to that, you know, you talk about we're focusing on this weekend, at least as fans of the game, but the committee that you are with, it kind of goes by Legacy 53, and so it speaks to leaving that legacy behind or honoring the legacy that Atlanta has with civil rights and, you know, being the city in the forest, if you will, planting all these trees and stuff. Yeah, so there's a slew of different initiatives. We're doing things with, you know, Boys and Girls Club of Atlanta, um, you know, a number of nonprofits that are involved in this uh, from that standpoint, too. But, you know, the other thing, too, is, as I mentioned, the host committee was formed uh, before the national championship game. So we've been working at this for a little long time. But... Um, we're going to host another small event here. If you build it, they will come, right? So yeah, <laughs> Uncle Blank built this uh, beautiful uh, stadium, and I will honestly say having having you know been fortunate to travel to several even international venues um, absolutely is the pinnacle of, of sports and is here. So um, in 2020, we will host the Final Four. Yeah. So the Atlanta Host Committee was kind of brought up together for the National Championship Super Bowl Final Four trifecta. 
They're going to keep you busy, aren't they? I don't have a problem with it. I love sports and, um, you know, chatting about it and, and kind of being that on that front line is, is, has really been a privilege and an honor. Nice. Uh, so quick question. Um, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are probably thinking, well, hey, I live in Atlanta. I have a few hours free. How does one become a volunteer? And is there any requirements or can everyone sign up? Is it open to everyone? Yeah. So volunteer signups essentially happened in March of this year. Okay. So it's been going on for a while. Uh, about 34,000 people applied to fill those 10,000 positions. So we whittled it down. There's a series of captains, but um, ultimately they were placed into four areas. Uh, the airport I mentioned. So as folks are coming off the planes, being that smiling face, helping people get to the baggage claim, get to their destination, their hotel, um, at the team hotels, Super Bowl Live. Uh, I'm I'm sure we'll go into in a little bit uh, at Centennial Park and um, essentially the headquarters that'll be uh, at, a, at America Mart. So uh, just going back for a minute, you spoke about the airport. So I know some. Lo- this is a big deal to a lot of people, one being Trey Burton, a tight end for the Chicago Bears. Um, there's a lot of you know sex trafficking that happens and Atlanta having the largest airport in the world. You know, are you guys doing anything to look out for that or something going on with that? Absolutely. So uh, one of the major tenets of the uh, the host committee's Legacy 53 that I had described. Um, actually, well, so the airport itself, Atlanta being the busiest airport, is something that we tote. But uh, historically, big sporting events have always been major hubs for unfortunate event, uh, actions, and that being human trafficking, sex trafficking, and, and, and the like. With, with the Super Bowl itself, um, there's going to be an additional 750 flights expected per day, something like uh, you know 200,000 additional passengers arriving between February 1st and 4th. Um, so the city has really you know, not taken a back seat to this, to this issue. And um, actually on, on January 2nd, I want to say, um, about 76 school buses started off a campaign. Uh, they had, maybe you guys saw it, but they had uh, started from the airport and drove to Mercedes-Benz in line, kind of like in a funeral procession in a sense, um, to show the impact of the number of people a year. Uh, so 76 full buses um, that kind of had text above them. And there's a whole video. Um, I can share you all a link, and maybe you can t- post that to, to draw out some more attention. Absolutely. Um, uh, but, but basically, the campaign started off, but bringing awareness to people. So as part of, uh, you know, being one of the volunteers and going through the host committee, uh, one thing we did endure too uh, is human trafficking training. So one of the goals of the city is to, um, by the end of the year, have 10,000 people be aware and go through that uh, training as well. Uh, So kind of things of that, hey, what are the uh, nuances you can kind of sense in behavior or people um, that are around? One of those see something, say somethings, but a little bit more in depth of, hey, what are the things that you can look for? Um, but but I just wanted to you know bring bring light to the fact that it is something that's very much so at the forefront of all the um, the avenues and and administrators involved. So. Of course, when you have a large event like this, there's the GBI involved, the FBI, and all that kind of stuff. But um, even just to know yourself that all these 10,000 volunteers will also have that awareness and that training, um, I think speaks volumes to the uh, the importance that the host committee and the city of Atlanta are placing on that and not dealing with that lightly either. Uh, so I think that's fantastic. Uh, I know... Uh, you know, just last week was uh, Human Trafficking Aware uh, Human Trafficking Awareness Day, um, so they had some campaigns surrounding that too. But um, yeah, absolutely good good question and something that for sure has been thought about. Yeah, no, that, that's that's awesome stuff that that's going on with that. 
uh, to, to go a little bit further, I think I, I derailed that a little bit. You asked about some of the other fun things a little bit back. Uh, so I'll kind of speak to that a bit. Uh, what can people do or what can they expect? So as I mentioned, when the Super Bowl comes, it really descends on a city. So um, I, uh, having, having been, uh, you know, witness to when my own team was there, it was fantastic because I got to see it very much so from a fan's standpoint. So seeing the Atlanta Falcons logos, colors, people everywhere, I mean, that's just fantastic if it's your team. <laughs> um, but, you know, in years past when, I, when I've gone, including last year, um, in a city like Minneapolis where it is frigid, to you know, to the T, um, a lot of things uh, happen kind of indoors, uh, but also a lot of things happen behind closed doors because of the talent, the number of former athletes, the kind of A-list celebrities that will be in town. Um, there are a slew of, I'd say, probably a thousand ancillary events that are unofficial, not necessarily sanctioned by the host committee or by the NFL, but certainly bring um, you know a grave deal of prop population. Um, some of those bigger events are you know your Sports Illustrated party that's going to be occurring on Saturday at um, the College Football Hall of Fame, which is a fantastic venue. There's the Maxim event. Um, I'm a big fan of Gary V. His uh, his sports agency, Vayner Sports, is having some things. Um, I myself am am uh, am hosting a benefit event on Thursday, uh, the 31st, that I'd like to invite all your listeners to attend. Um, that is called the Golden Soiree. It is the Golden Soiree Big Brothers Big Sisters Big Game Kickoff, and I can all but announce our after party uh, a headliner. Uh, let's just say he was announced as uh, yesterday one of the uh, the folks who's participating in the halftime show, and it may have something else to do with the alliteration of all the big stuff I was saying. I'll leave a few hints there. Um, I'll <laughs> just add for our listeners, I've been to a Golden Soiree event. I went to the one last year for the national championship. It was a lot of fun. That's I actually right. met Gino Atkins there. So if you want to know kind of who's going to be there, what type of stuff is happening, Maria Taylor was there. Yeah. Um, great event. Uh, met Rennie Curran there, who's he and I have worked Former Georgia Bulldog. Yep, he actually hosted our event. Um, yeah, no, it'll be fantastic. We're going to do that in Midtown. Um, we've got the, you know, the Big Brothers, Big Sisters on board, so it's a fantastic cause. Um, any of you that are, I'm, I've been, you know, really elated and, and, and privileged to be a, um, a big in the program, a mentor. Um, I've had my little brother for the last eight years, um, so it's definitely an organization that's dear to me. Um, you can find more information about that at goldensoiree.com um, or follow us on Instagram. We're actually giving away some tickets right now, um, so definitely take a look at that. But yeah, we have um, some A-list talent that'll be coming in from Los Angeles. Um, we've had uh, the Bronze Bomber, Deontay Wilder, attend some of our events in the past. So um, if you're a boxing fan, I can't tell you, you know, necessarily confirmed guests right now. Uh, we'll keep that a little bit of a secret, but uh, I encourage you to come. And uh, that's one of the more, you know, open and I guess um, not as hefty a ticket price. Some of the other events are up in the four <laughs> figures. So when the Super Bowl descends on a city, uh, I mentioned the Super Bowl experience. That's official. Um, Jermaine Dupree, good old Atlanta boy, yep. uh, will be hosting a slew of artists like Goody Mob starting uh, for free concerts at Centennial, at Centennial Park. Um, that'll be going on throughout the week. Excuse me. Uh, that was a good beer right there. Uh, Bud Light is... Uh, <laughs> That's that Molly's lips coming back. Uh, anyways, um, so State State Farm Arena has uh, Ludacris and Migos on Thursday. I think Friday Friday they have Aerosmith, Cardi B, and Bruno Mars on Saturday. So there is a slew of things to do. Um, another place that you can kind of get uh, all the information as far as what's going on, um, atlsb53.com. Um, I know is indexing all of those kind of events and things that are happening in the city. Um, 
I have a very good friend of mine who puts on the uh, the beer fests around town. They're doing the winter beer fest at Atlantic Station, right next to where they are erecting a three foot. Um, I want to say 72,000 square foot tent for Foo Fighters on Saturday with DirecTV. So um, there's plenty going on throughout the city. Uh, one of the more uh, you know, unique aspects about our, our, our wonderful downtown is the fact that when you stand inside Centennial Park, you can see the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. You can see the Westin Petrie Plaza. You can see the Equitable Building, um, all those wonderful glass. If you haven't been downtown, uh, take a look up. It's changed. It's all branded out. There is SBLIII 53 all over the place. And... Um, it's really unique. The streetcar has changed. Um, they've branded that. It's wrapped, and it's 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 only going to get bigger. I mean, uh, the Centennial Park has been closed. I think for the last uh, for fall and winter. Now it's reopened. Um, yeah. There's definitely just been a lot of you know money pumped in, and uh, and I think it's fantastic for the city. We're looking forward to the economic impact as a ATLian myself. Um, I'm not looking forward to the traffic. Uh, but you know, I've got a, I've got a few, you know, properties on Airbnb. I'm definitely going to cash in on. And for anyone else out there that lives close by to the stadium, I encourage you to look into doing the same, but you know, when, when, when this, uh, next 20 days kind of comes, it's going to come at you fast. And I encourage all of your listeners and folks to, you know, absolutely partake in some, some, some aspect of it, whether it just be, you know, coming to the golden soiree on Thursday or, or just as much going to, you know, some of the fan fest experiences or free concerts, uh, if any of you guys remember how the 96 Olympics were in terms of that hospitality, that who you may rub shoulders with, you never know who's going to be on Marta with you, that kind of thing um, is very unique and kind of gives a very uh, very uh, positive feeling for not only our residents, but we want to give that same thing to our hundreds of thousands of visitors that are there too. So many people I know are like, hey, if the Saints and Pats are in it, I'm a Falcons fan. I don't want to see either of them lift any banner in our in our stadium, which I'm definitely, uh, uh, you know, of the mindset of, but uh, I think I think that's a little bit you'd be remiss because you don't know what you're going to be missing out on. And uh, take one step downtown today, tomorrow, any day in the next 20 days, and you're going to feel that energy. You're going to see that front and center. There you go. Wow, that's a lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff to look forward to. Yeah, I'm really, really excited. Um, and you also said, uh, I think you mentioned earlier, when you're going downtown and looking at the decorations, uh Pepsi's taking over, huh? Yeah, so that's something I'm just trying to still wrap my head around. Uh, as a very diehard ATLian, and I got no problem saying it here, I'm drinking, drinking a Coca-Cola I'm drinking right a Coca-Cola right now. Um, I encourage all the people to go to the museum. Um, that's downtown. But what's funny is right above the Coke Museum, Pepsi has rights to the Super Bowl halftime show and are a long-term partner of the NFL. And um, it doesn't matter what city it's in. So if you walk around, you'll see billboards that say, guess who's in town? And it's the uh, Pepsi logo right there above the Coke office. So Don't uh, <laughs> I was driving through downtown yesterday or over the weekend, and I wasn't texting and driving, which is why I noticed a Pepsi billboard up talking about, oh, we're here for the Super Bowl, see? And that that like caused me to do a double take. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And I'm still in shock, too, kind of like you, that, Pepsi is really capitalizing on this. I think for them, too, kind of like for the Saints, it's probably like, hey, this is happening on our enemy's turf. Let's really make it a point to do something special here. So I'm sure there's a little bit more for Pepsi at stake here than there would be in normal years. In another city, too. Yeah, yeah. sure. Um, I think Pepsi's also gotten a lot of flack. This is just something I can speak to, too. You know, certainly a lot of the artists, when you when you talk about the halftime show, and that's, that's their main, you know, cash cow in terms of in the Super Bowl, uh, what they do. They produce that halftime show and they have for many years and it's been very um, 
I guess, debated a long time. You know, you could, it's, it's almost like curating a music festival lineup. You're not going to please everybody. No. Um, but in the city of Atlanta, I think just myself as a resident and kind of being close to the scene here, um, everyone anticipated, hey, you have the talent of future Ludacris, T.I., Jermaine Dupree's curating that thing at Centennial Park, of course. But, you know, Outcast, these kind of acts that are very much so represent Atlanta, why are we not seeing those on the halftime show? Why are we not seeing that, you know, front and center on that stage? And, I mean, a lot of that has to do with the Colin Kaepernick controversy and, right. you know, folks like, um, I know Jay-Z was approached and things like that for the Super Bowl and they declined. Um, but, you know, Pepsi now just signed on. It's Maroon 5. Um, uh, it's Maroon 5 and Big Boy. And um, Who is Travis from Scott. Atlanta. And Travis Scott, yeah. So they've just added those, I think, to kind of appease the population a little bit. But um, it's it's just very interesting the way that they've taken that approach. And, I mean, the Super Bowl is, a, is obviously a multi-billion dollar production. And these are smart marketing minds that are at work. So putting their billboard front and center on Coke's turf and things like that right on Georgia Tech's campus, I'm sure that wasn't an easy thing to swallow. But at the end of the day, you got to pay the bills. And I'm sure if Pepsi's got the cash and they're willing to do it, um, uh, it's gonna be interesting how how, how it kind of how it kind of plays itself out. Yeah. Um, is there uh, anything else you'd like to add before we move on to now? There's nonsense. We're gonna have you join us for now. There's nonsense, which will tie in really nicely to what you're just saying. So. Oh, because I'm just spewing nonsense. Perfect. Uh, that, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, that's not it. why. But you, you maybe you know. <laughs> Um, no, just to encourage anybody that's here, you know, I don't care where you are. If you're in Stone Mountain, you're in Sandy Springs, you're in, you know, the heart of, I think, absolutely make it a point to at least come into town one or two days. Grab your friends. Encourage folks from all over. Nashville's closed. Charlotte's closed. Charleston's closed. Atlanta is the capital city of the South. I already know so many friends that are, you know, from Florida or elsewhere or, I mean, heck, you know, folks that were really banking on Philly beating the Saints like I was. Um, you know, they're already planning, and, and, and they know Atlanta's a great city that it's going to play host. So um, however you can take part, absolutely come into town, and I think we will be blown away. And Atlanta's, you know, going to be front and center and on the world stage, and there's no better place for the city to be, especially as it's on the rise. So um, looking forward to it. Nice. Nice. All right, I need to get some sleep before then, but uh, or maybe it'll have to just be after. But <laughs> all right, well, let's see if now that's not just gonna help with that. What we got today? <laughs> all right, so today, uh, and I think Asif mentioned this earlier. I saw a tweet on uh, on Twitter. Obviously, that's where you tweet. Sure, it was on Twitter. <laughs> right, it was on Twitter. You sure, I yeah, it was on Twitter. Okay. Um, it wasn't hashtag now there's nonsense, but someone brought up a really good point since we were talking about things that upset Atlanta ATLians, you know. Uh, what's a bigger slap to the face for an Atlanta fan? Watching <laughs> New Orleans host the title or uh, watching uh, you know, the Pats host the Super Bowl again? The well, Lord we're all rooting for the Rams, I hope, right? So that doesn't even have to be uh, in a... <laughs> uh, so who we won the Super Bowl is different because we're going to get the next episode. Yeah. But um, I think it's definitely the Saints. You think Saints? I don't know. I still feel like... Watching the Pats. Well, as the resident Falcons fan of this show, I'm going to go ahead and say, I said it last episode, anybody but New Orleans, for me, is who I want to win the Super Bowl. Mm. Um, As much as, you know, I don't hate the Patriots. It's not their fault that the Falcons lost the Super Bowl. The Falcons lost that game because they didn't call the right plays. Sarkeesian lost the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, the Falcons lost that game. Well, Sarkeesian wasn't there, but yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, I'm gonna blame, blame him, him obviously. For, are you kidding me? He's oh, done he, he wasn't even there. <laughs> Sorry. We knew it was coming. It's foreshadowing, right? Yeah. You know? But uh, no, the Falcons lost that game in Houston. And credit to the Patriots, Tom Brady's the GOAT, or, you know, one of the best ever for sure. Yeah. For me, it's New Orleans. I can't, 
I mean, the thing what sucks about it is like, I would say right now New Orleans probably has a really good chance. If I had to guess, like eighty to ninety percent chance of winning it all, mm-hmm. I think that's probably what's going to happen. And that, as a Falcons fan, is I don't know what I'm going to do. I it's mean, a, it's a tougher pill to swallow. Though. I think it puts the pressure on Dan Quinn, Matt Ryan, and the rest of our team and our staff to I, I mean, get the job I, I done. I would put it very similar to what happened in I think it was 2010 when the Bears lost to <sighs> Green Bay at home for them to go to the Super Bowl, where they ultimately won the Super Bowl, and that was like the worst way they could have won the Super Bowl. So I, I'm not saying it's the exact same thing, but it's kind of lined up the same because there's no way. The Bears will host the Super Bowl just because it's too cold. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I, I definitely don't want the Saints here for more reasons than one. Uh, but to be fair, they are an NFC team. So here's one thing that we do have to swallow that may maybe make it even harder for the Falcons. Um, the AFC and NFC teams each have their own practice facilities that they will utilize in the city of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, because we are the NFC team, uh, the Falcons, that means, uh, guess where the Saints will be training? Flowery Branch? Up in Flowery Branch. Oh, so man. they will be using our locker rooms at the stadium in the event that they are uh, they are the ones that represent. Uh, they will be using the Flowery Branch facility for their training facility. Oh, and, yeah, that's going to be almost worse because they are in our literal house where we where we you know train where we practice and things like that so and then that'll be a little tough see well and i'll say last year new orleans was in the nfc well they were close they lost to the vikings on that crazy stefan diggs touchdown play oh my yeah. god that and was i was 10 seconds away from being like the saddest falcons fan of all time cuz it was like how are the how are the vikings going to score a touchdown with 10 seconds left so immediately i did like a whole 180 like so sad to so happy and I think because that happened to New Orleans then, last season, this season it's probably going to be the opposite where they're just going to win it. And um, I'm not happy about it. I'm not Don't say things you don't mean. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, as an Atlanta fan, hey, that's you just our know entire show. Happen. What are you talking about? That's he, our entire he, show. Here's what I would really like to see I'd love to see if it's going to be that way. And at least by favorites, it's not. I guess Chiefs are favored by two and, and Saints by three and a half. But. Um, I'd love to see a 28-3 with the Saints, obviously, on the butt end of that. And just so everybody in Atlanta that bought tickets can do the same thing they do at United Games, and that's, bless your heart. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If, uh, uh, the Saints are too good for that, but I guess we'll see what happens. And they got to get there first, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, maybe still have Rams, let's go L.A. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, hey, thank you for coming on and letting us know about the Super Bowl and everything. Thank you for joining Nihilus Nonsense. Hope you enjoyed the beer. You know, Molly's lips, I think you enjoyed it. Absolutely. I Like I said, had it, had it coming back up, so that's how you know you enjoy it. No, thank you guys for having me. I greatly appreciate it. And, uh, you know, looking forward to having you at our events and seeing you out there, uh, all, all your listeners out um, for Super Bowl 53. Absolutely. We'll post all that information that you shared at, on Twitter at Bears, Birds, Brews, hashtag Bears, Birds, Brews. Um, anything else, Nabil? Um, hashtag us for Not This Nonsense next week. There you go. And we'll be back shortly. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Well, depending on how quickly you go to the next episode. In like five minutes. <laughs> Not talking about the podcast, people. Oh, yeah. Well, the yeah. listeners, right? Yeah, That's what listeners. it's all about. Five minutes. We'll be back. Cool. Take care, guys.